Hello everyone, this is Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, welcoming you to a Long Box Crusade Elseworlds episode. a long box crusade elseworlds you might ask well some of your favorite long box crusade members have done some work over on some other podcast networks that you may or may not be familiar with so from time to time we will grab a show from the past that one or all of us has done on one of those other networks and we'll play it for you here whether it's a james bond rookie agent show from on her majesty's secret podcast network or a comics with normies from white rocket entertainment network or some other bit of alternate dimension craziness, we hope that you enjoy this presentation of Longbox Crusade Elseworlds. Welcome to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, brought to you by our fine Patreon supporters and White Rocket Entertainment. I'm your host for the program, Jared Albrick, a.k.a. The Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. And joining me as veteran Bondophile co-host is my brother, Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick. Welcome back to the show, Jason. Hey, glad to be here. All right. Now, this episode is the second of an ongoing series on this channel called MI6 Rookie Agents. On Rookie Agents, we are taking two friends from my life who are not very familiar with 007, and we're going to take them through the entire series of films, one movie at a time, to get a newcomer's point of view on the film series that we love so much here on the uh, On Her Majesty's Secret podcast. So, let's welcome our Rookie Agents to the show. Welcome to the show, Delvin the Dark Web Williams. Hey, thank you very much. And uh, just as an update... The producers of Bond, they were so impressed with my interpretation of Felix Leiter that they are launching me off into my own separate series. Uh, it's going to be called The Lighter Side of Bond, where Spectre <laughs> raids comedy clubs, and I have to go and uncover the mystery. I'm in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I usually like to call you out on your PS, but that sounds good to me. Okay. This, this may, may not be a repeating thing. <laughs> And speaking of repeating things, we also want to welcome back to the show, Pat DJ Cristados Samson. Hello, everyone. And I will be joining Delvin on that adventure as he goes along there. We're rocking you in. I got to have a character yeah. for you now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, Christados. you know what? Oh, he's Cristados. Yeah, Cristados. You can be Cristados, a.k.a. 008. <laughs> How about like Mr. 
Mr. Money Penny, where we find out she's married and he is not pleased with Bond's conduct. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I, that'd be entertaining as well. Like when they like meet each other at a Christmas party, like the MI6 Christmas party, and this is my husband Gary. Oh snap! Yeah, what 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 exactly were you whispering in my wife? Let me tell you the secrets of the world. <laughs> this just got awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Hey, let me reel this. Double oh seven reporting to HR as ordered. <laughs> The whole movie about 007's HR paperwork. Oh, goodness. All right. Anyways, back to the show. Uh, we're planning on releasing this show monthly as a companion to the show that Van, uh, Alan Plexico, and Alan Porter are doing. They're currently doing one 007 film per month as we build towards the release date of Bond 25 in 2019. And the cool thing is that now that we're in 2018, we can officially say the new Bond comes out next year, even though it's still a long ways away. Anyway, this show is going to do the same. Uh, we're going to get a fresh look at the 007 series through the eyes of our newcomers. So if you want a more in-depth academic look at the film series, complete with a host that has an actual British accent, definitely stay tuned and subscribe to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast or on over on Van and Allen's show. Or we also have a show where Van and John Ringer and I are doing a World Cup of James Bond, among some other fun things planned. we got a lot of cool stuff planned this year. So basically, On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast is your channel for 360 Degrees of Bond. So let's get to today's film from Russia with love. second James Bond thriller could be more exciting than the first. Krilenko. So he's back. Another Bulgarian they use as a killer. Take a look. You should remember him. This man kills for pleasure. James Bond, that notorious, amazing Dr. No secret agent is back, and half the world is out to kill him, as he fits his murderous talents against the Iron Curtain and its velvet women. Well, I'll tell you something, Coltoni. You're one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. I think my mouth is too big. No, it's the right size. For me, that is. From Russia with love comes Tatiana, bait for the trap. From the four corners of the world come the men and women who play a deadly, dangerous game of espionage. Do not be alarmed, my friend. We will make you as comfortable as possible. Ali Karim Bey, head of Station T, Turkey. Karazno Gransky, codename Grant. Chief executioner of Spectre. My orders are to kill you and deliver the lector. Oh, I do. It's my business. M of British Secret Service. The woman called Rosa Klebb playing a double, double cross. Klebb. Romano. The door. Romano! (laughs) 
Russia with love. They dance for him. They yearn for him. They die for him. From Zagreb to Sofia, from Venice to Istanbul, from Paris to London, Agent 007 cuts an inimitable path through the palaces and boudoirs of espionage. Dems, you're hurting me. I'll be worse than that if you don't tell me. I'm doing this under orders, I know. And what are they? Even if you kill me, I can say nothing. Jason, please give us the quick mission brief on From Russia With Love. Will do, Jared. Pay attention, 007. So Bond is back, and this time it's personal. When the villainous organization Spectre schemes to steal a Russian decoding machine, they decide to kill two birds with one stone and use James Bond as their patsy. Unbeknownst to Mother Russia, their KGB spy master, Rosa Klebb, is a double agent and working for Spectre. She uses her resources to recruit a beautiful and unwitting agent, Tatiana Romanova, to seduce James Bond with both the possibility of getting his hands on a top-secret Russian decoding device and her lovely body. Bond is unable to resist either temptation and is sent to Istanbul, and the game is afoot. What follows is a deadly cat-mouse scenario filled with intrigue, assassination, gun battles, and fisticuffs as Bond tries to outwit, outfight, and outclass both the Russians and Spectre. Teamed up with local spymaster and charming rogue Karen Bay, and armed with his first field gadgets from Q Branch, Bond ultimately beats the bad guys, gets the decoding machine, and of course, gets the girl. From Russia with Love continues to build on the formula started by Dr. No. Edgier action, fantastic gadgets, a tense pre-credit sequence, and the music of John Barry are some of the hallmarks of this second movie in the 007 legacy. With From Russia With Love, Sean Connery and Terrence Young prove that lightning can strike twice. From Russia With Love starred Sean Connery as James Bond, Daniela Bianchi as Tatiana Romanova, Pedro Armendariz as Karen Bay, Robert Shaw as Grant, Lata <laughs> Lenya as Rosa Klebb, Bernard Lee is M, introduced Desmond Llewellyn as Q, and Lois Maxwell came back as Ms. Moneypenny. It was directed again by Terrence Young, scored by John Barry, and it earned a box office amount of $79 million. Back to you, Jared. Not too shabby, both your recap and the $79 million. All right, thanks for that, Jason. Now let's find out what our rookie agents <laughs> thought about this one in a segment we called declassified. Do you expect me to talk? So, now it is time to find out the highs and lows of From Rush With Love from our rookie agents. I think Pat went first on the last episode, so we will start with Delvin the Dark Web. What are your highs and lows on From Rush With Love, my friend? Okay, I'm starting off with a question here. I, I was noticing 
uh, of course, the walk and, you know, the turning and shot, the shot. And that doesn't look like it was bon- um, John Connery yet. Uh, I think it's still Bob Simmons. Okay. It's still the stunt double from uh, yeah, Dr. I think Carol. I think it is. I don't know, Jason, if you can back me up on that. I didn't pay close <laughs> enough attention this time I watched it. I, th- I think it still is is Bob Simmons. Okay. Highs and lows. I thought the uh, opening scene uh, was cool because just as a backdrop to when I started watching the movie, it was about like almost 10 o'clock at night. I just got done at the gym, so I was a little tired, you know, chugged a little bit of coffee. And so it started out and Sean Connor is, you know, looking around and um, looking like he was being pursued or being followed. I'm like, oh, oh, looks like we're starting right away with the action. This is cool. So it got my attention uh, right away. And then uh, the opening scene, uh, I'm a fan of those already just from the first two movies. Like like, they always come across as like, you know, sexy and trippy kind of. And it sets the mood for what Bond is, you know, and, and I always think that those are cool. Oh, the, credits, wife, the credit sequence that you're talking about? Like, yes, the credits. Right. And my wife was watching the movie with me uh, as well. Um, I know that she is uh, your favorite of the two between her and me. Um, and <laughs> true, true. <laughs> she wanted to know why uh, the blonde had to take off her clothes to uh, massage. Uh, what, what's the blonde guy's name? Grant. Red Grant. Grant? I swear I missed that, but like, yeah, she was like, "Why did why did the blonde have to take off her clothes and massage?" My, like, Grant, I'm like, she was gonna get all oil. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, she I didn't was probably. getting the oil out. <laughs> yeah, and, right. You know what's funny is I had it on yesterday, just as a kind of on the in the background of this whole laundry. And my 11 year old asked me the same exact thing. He goes, "Why why does she take her clothes off?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, two reasons, son. One, she's working on her suntan, and two, it's a Bond movie. All right, moving on. <laughs> It's like in, in three, <laughs> shut up, Jordan. <laughs> Trust me, you'll get this in two years. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, she wanted that. Let's see. What else? Other notes. I, I, I definitely, um, as a low, I, I, I did understand why they had that opening scene with the bond, the fake bond in it, because. I noted about like 16 and a half minutes in and James Bond hadn't actually been in the movie yet. So that was a very clever way to introduce James Bond to get people's attention because uh, we were Bond deprived for almost 20 minutes of the movie. I caught that too. Um, I, I did. Yeah. Tanya uh, Romanova. She's, she's, she was, she's an absolute knockout. Like, mm. and I mean that in the classiest way possible, like goodness gracious, they, they did fantastic with, her because yes, it's James Bond, and uh, you know <laughs> you, you get the feeling James Bond, you know, would, would jump in the sack with a freaking sack of potatoes. But like, you can't blame him here with, with Tanya. Like, it, and and also, it, it was great because one of the central plots of the movie was it was very obvious that she was there to seduce him. He knew it was a ruse, and he still fell for her. And you're not going to do that unless Some ruses person... are easier to fall for than others. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm coming into Turkey and uh, and I know this is a ruse. And <laughs> yeah, I'm totally falling for this ruse. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Got he, it. She was the reason he agreed. Once he saw the picture, he's like, I'm in. Well, you know, he was going to be he was going to be in anyway, but he was yeah. in, you know, <laughs> Like, yeah, like you're 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 not having to, you know, pull my, you know, arm to get me to go along with this ruse. Like, you know, if he looked and there was a picture of Rosa Klimp, he could have been like, eh. <laughs> What's 004 doing? 008? 
Double O eight, get in here. <laughs> so with all that being said, it was really clear from the start, like without even without saying it, just looking at Bond's mannerisms, that he was immediately stricken uh, by Romanova, and that was that was cool how Connery played that. Like he looked at the picture and was like, "Oh my, she is she's a catch." So they did a great job with that. They've kind of played up twice. Uh, now that like maybe uh, Bond needs a private airport or something because he goes into the airport and there's just trouble. Yeah. And that's happened two movies in a row. So it's like, eh. mm-hmm. but I, I hope they kind of go away from that device. There's, a, there's always um, somebody else waiting for him there besides the people that are there to pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that scene is almost is almost shot for shot for the airport scene in Dr. No. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, he doesn't go to yeah, the. They definitely had. They definitely had a, they the definitely phone, had a theme. They were in. The phone booth. No, he didn't end up needing to go to the phone. But uh, like the whole coming in, it starts with the uh, air traffic controller announcing the arrival of the flight up in yeah. the tower, and then it moves down to Bond walking through, and then someone's watching him. You don't know if they're good or what? bad. And the only thing that they flipped was the the guy who was in to pick him up was actually legit. Yeah, that's time. what I was going to say. At least they smartened up and said, "Hey, this this guy's here to pick me up. What's the code word?" And they did that little. Uh, I like a cigarette, mm-hmm. and, but I don't have matches or something like that. <laughs> I don't think Pat's going to do well in the trivia round of this. <laughs> don't worry, Pat. Uh-huh. I'm not here. Did I just uncover um, another one of your you questions? That's the second time around. <laughs> so um, there were there were definitely a couple of lines that I thought were classic Bond, just like pretty like that dry humor, but pretty good lines. Um, like when he said, "Things are shaping up nicely." Mm-hmm. Um, when he uh, first looked at, uh, I think Romanova, that was that was a great line. Just how he said that when uh, the two gypsy uh, women uh, came in and he had to settle the issue, and he was like, "This might take some time." <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line. Uh, and then who was his kind of sidekick? What was the guy's name? The hotel owner, Karen Bay. Say that again, Karen Bay. Karen Bay. Karen Bay. He was kind of being regretful uh, to Bond, and then Bond kind of responded back to him, how can a friend be in debt? And I'm like, oh. It's a good line. It's a good line. Yeah, it was. It was a great line. The guy, Polinko, was it Polinko? Like the bad guy they were chasing? Oh, the uh, not Grant, but the, the, but the other uh, Russian murderer guy. Yes. Yeah, Polinko, Pachinko, something like Starinko, that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. <laughs> Whatever, yes. the, the bad Russian killer dude. Something like that. Like, I thought he was kind of a buzzkill. One, because he broke up a pretty awesome cat fight. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Cat fight was like, yeah. Go I don't on. know. He could have at least waited, you know? <laughs> you can start I mean, that attack anytime. Wouldn't like, you have waited? Is, is, is there from Russia with Love extended cut? I could have watched about five more minutes of that. I'm just. <laughs> and, and then, like, so. I thought he was kind of a buzzkill just in general. I'll wrap it up overall. Like overall, I did think um, the pacing of it was like slow and almost like aimless because like he went to Istanbul and he kind of just did stuff and then ran into Romanova. Like so, it was it was kind of like I thought the plot of it was kind of choppy or maybe you know me being new to it, I just didn't understand it as much, but. Uh, ultimate highs like that train scene at the end the fight scene they built up to that part of it spectacularly because um grant was a very formidable bond foe and they established that at the start and it took a while for it to pay off 
uh, but it paid off very, very well. Um, I, I did enjoy uh, that fight. I did think as well that uh, Romanova, even though she was a knockout, I didn't think that it, it was just way too, even though even though Bond knew it was a ruse, it, she came across as way too obvious that she was you know, anything other than a spy. She did. It, it was it's one thing that show like a genuine interest in someone, but she kind of just threw herself at Bond like immediately and like throughout. And it kind of just came across, I don't know, a little bit um, wooden and phony to me. And last thing, Miranda, like flat out, she cracked up laughing at like the fight at the end between uh, Klimp and Bond. Like she just like, I mean, like she was like, that's that was bad. And I, what I and at first I agreed, but I kind of backed up on that a little bit and said, well, it's not really that bad because it showed that Klimp was just desperate at that point to like try to finish out the mission because it was very clear from number one that if she didn't complete the mission, she was dead anyway. So she was trying anything that she could. Uh, so I, I, I did understand that part of it. I'll cut it short, but th- those are highs and lows for me. She's had her kicks. <laughs> <laughs> Ames Bond is good stuff. Uh, I, I'm glad that, uh, that, that you sounds like you mildly enjoyed it. And uh, and I and off off camera, off audio, whatever we talked on the side before recording about and Delvin revealed that he liked Dr. No better than from Russia with love. And we gave him copious amounts of crap about it. But yes. I did say I did say and we hadn't talked about this yet. I said, I think I might understand why. And I do think from Russia with love has a pacing problem. And I think you alluded to that in your recap, Delvin, that yeah. its pacing is a little weird. You asked me a very straightforward question. Did I think it was better or worse? And I answered it very straightforward. I said worse. And I didn't explain why. And I I intentionally didn't explain why. But you got it with my recap that the pacing was off. The highs were higher than Dr. No, but the lows were lower. And that is a part of you you look at that overall average and it comes out. It's not it's not noticed considerably worse where I think that Dr. No was fantastic and from Russia with Love was terrible. I mm. thought Dr. No was good and set the pace. And I thought that from Russia with Love was just a little bit under that as far mm. as the expectations that Dr. No set. Because Dr. No was a was a pretty steady plot throughout. And from Russia with Love uh, started out high and then went super low to me, and then jumped up high and then kind of bottomed out a little bit at the end. So it was just a little bit more all over the place. Yeah, I feel you on that. I, I have a similar um, thoughts on everyone seems really high on Casino Royale, and I'm not as big on it, although I still like it. And I think it has the same problem. I think the movie peaks, and then there's still like another 30 minutes of movie. And that's kind of how I, when yeah. going back and watching From Russia with Love, uh, having heard your comment, I noticed that more. I was like, it really peaks with that train fight. And then there's like 30 more minutes of movie. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, uh... Can we just get away already? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, just like at the end of the train scene, just cut it and just have Bond on the boat making out with Romanova. Like, we don't care how it happened. We knew how that was going to end up anyway. I like the helicopter scene. Yes, the helicopter scene was put in there. Because North by Northwest was very popular, where Cary Grant was being chased down by that airplane, and they wanted to have Bond do something similar. 
But mm. Cary Grant didn't have a sniper rifle from. He did the, not. No, he did not. <laughs> he ran. Anyway, good re- good recap, Delvin. Uh, let's get some additional thoughts by uh, DJ Cristados, Mr. Pat Sampson. You've been waiting patiently. Highs, lows, or questions on from Russia with love. All right. Well, I like this movie. I like the continuation story when you. I think. Uh, soon as they got um who was that guy the number five came in and they talked about brought up dr no i'm like oh okay they're continuing this and i like the how yeah they don't do that a lot so don't get used to it (laughs) that's what caught my eye i'm like okay there's this is you know a continuation story i like i like that i liked the opening scene like delvin said too really grabbed you and like oh there's action right away what's going on why is this guy chasing him why is why are they in the dark playing a cat and mouse kind of game there. Yeah. Very good. A few of my notes here. I'm just going to kind of go off of what I got written down. Uh, smoking. Now. Oh, the smoking. Uh, not a lot in this one, at least by Bond. Nope. Uh, I counted like maybe two times that he actually maybe lit up or had one in his hand uh, that he was working on or smoking. But everybody else that was smoking all had some sort of a, a cigarette holder, like an extender. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And obviously that paid off with um, uh, was it Caribbean or whatever? Karen Bay, yeah, Caribbean Bay. I get that mixed. But he had K E R I M, and then his last name is Bay. I think B A Y, or maybe it's B E Y. I'm not sure. Anyway, Karen Bay. And okay, yeah. <laughs> Word. You know me. I pronounce. I yeah, pronounce I things good. <laughs> um. So, uh, but that that pays off when he gets killed and then bond gives his son that information gives him some gives his son that stuff that was his mm-hmm. uh, in the opening scene too with the chess first thing the song that comes into my mind is bangkok or you just said is that where they were playing no no i don't know where they were playing that that was my so kind of question too is because it's it's the the thing Trying to find the lot. The song from, <laughs> from Chess. Oh, Chess was the band. I got it. Oh, no, the movie oh, Chess, but it's Bangkok. Okay. It's all okay. about... <laughs> I get my kicks above the waistline, Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> it's all about Chess. <laughs> One night in Bangkok makes a hard uh, man this is why. This is why, Pat, this is why Van does not post these shows. You can't stop me from singing, man. So I kind of, but I was wondering too, I was like, where are they playing? They don't really tell you what country they're in. Kind of a neat setup. Yeah, real a real good looking yeah, set. That really caught my eye. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Then he gives them a glass of water and, and the napkin. You have the symbol of, is that, that's the specter symbol? Right, okay. right. It's kind of like an yeah. octopus or right. something. You got it. You got it. Hydra looking is what I can. Yeah, and there's a little note under there that says yeah. like, report immediately or something, yeah. right? Yeah, I rewound that about three times. Like, what does that say? What my vision? And, and then I, I finally got it. I need Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, I had to pause it too to, to read what it said. Um, and then he he rips it up. And then what does he do next, though? That proves what a badass he is. He ends the game. He immediately wins, as if to say, "Yeah, I could do this whenever." <laughs> Just wasting my time. Yep. Uh, let's see what else is on my list here. Um, I like the Inspector Gadget, Evil Boss Number One. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes, I'm, I'm assuming a, that's where Inspector tra- Gadget got that from. Probably so. Um, I'm, I'm suspecting it was Doctor Evil. I hope I'm not stepping on Jason's trivia, but I would like to drop a bit of trivia right now. 
if you guys remember uh, Professor Dent from Doctor No, uh, James Bond, uh, you know, mm-hmm. shot him. You had your six, and they shot him right dead there on the floor. That's the same actor. Professor Dent provided the the hands for for Blofeld number one there. And oh, I didn't know. Interesting. Let's see. For the fight scene on the train, a lot of throwing around each other in the fight. They were just kind of throwing each mm-hmm. other around, a little hit in there, but that fight scene didn't seem so dramatic as I would expect it to be. Oh, you didn't like uh, it? Because well, it's just them uh, throwing each other around uh, in the train. Huh. I don't need someone to mute Man. that. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's still one of my favorite fight scenes today really? from the yeah. five movies. Oh, yeah. I'll throw you around in a truck. Okay. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> well, uh, one thing I do, they're, one, they're one just thing throwing each other around. And then, there's know. there's more throwing. Um, and they do that in movies so that you can use more of the real actors in West yeah. Man, obviously. But I do want to point out that this was, I think, 63. And, and we kind of made fun of the fight scenes in Dr. No in 62, if you remember, because they were real. Yeah. Very yeah. surface level. Um, for 63, this was a fairly violent fight scene. I know my favorite part is when he gets Grant in the headlock and he's like standing in the doorway and he starts swinging it back and forth, smashing his ribs into each side of the door. I was like, dang, Bob, that's brutal. He's throwing that's, him that's around. Rough. He's throwing him around. You're right. No, you're, you're right. There's a lot of throwing around, but it's it's got a, little, a very visceral feel, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's but, all right. But, but think about it. And Tanya doesn't you're, wake up. You're not going to see most you're not going to see most fights go across like. Jackie Chan, you know, these beautiful kicks and stuff like that. It's probably going to be a, a down and gritty <laughs> fight like that. Yeah, you put two 200-pound guys into a train car and have them go at it. There's going to be a lot of grappling. My old self-defense instructor used to tell me, because he taught a lot of grappling, and he said, I teach a lot of grappling because every fight ends in grappling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, There's okay. a lot of grappling in D&D. You have to roll. <laughs> you can you can grapple in D and D, and you have to roll a ten or above to get out of it. <laughs> but I'm a level twenty seven wolf rider paladin. Uh, some other things, uh, very uh, very resourceful to use. There, the the guy he just beat up used his own belt to tie him up. He grabs yeah, uh, in fact, off and- Van and uh, and and Alan were talking about that on their their recent recap on Ferocious oh, okay. Love about how it was very like use what you've yeah, got. Yeah. You know, they like use the guy's own jacket and they pull it down over his shoulder so it's real tight so it's harder for him to move. Oh, yeah. And using too. his own belt. Like, uh, sh- and like, and, I don't know if that's um, pantsing or Grant- that shoot, uh, suiting. <laughs> that, used to be like, that used to be like a 50s, 60s fight yeah. move when they get in the fight and then they'd like pull the jacket down so the guy could move his arms. Your arms. <laughs> yeah, and like, like Grant had Bond get on his knees and put yeah. his hands in his pockets, you know. It's all very like... It's kind of cool because, like, that's kind of what you'd have to do. You don't have any rope or nothing. You kind of have to make do. With and and see, those are the things I think as a spy you would need to know is how to – what can I use? Yeah. What's my surrounding? And Bond does that too when he goes into the hotel or to the room in the first time too. He looks around at everything. I think I might start doing that when I go and stay somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he, he better do that. I mean, I wouldn't want a spider coming up and bite me. <laughs> From here on, it's all fear of spider. Yeah, screw that noise. No. Fool me once. Shame on you. <laughs> they make spiders that big? <laughs> yes. Delvin wins the show. <laughs> you win the show with your ice cube from Anaconda reference. Oh, man. Uh, another thing is the helicopter scene as well, too. How many time passes do these guys get to try to, you know, it's a helicopter. Yeah. 
It's a helicopter. Just yeah. hover over the truck. If I, squish it. <laughs> land. Uh, pin him down. <laughs> Like, yeah, I can imagine the pilot going, this is harder than yeah. it looks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We can really, really scare the crap out of them when we pass over them a third time. It's the third time we're going to do it. They're both probably bickering at each other because it's like, well, why don't you, well, you got the guy who's the backseat driver trying to tell him what to do. And then the other guy's going, well, maybe if you brought a gun, we wouldn't have to try to keep dropping grenades. <laughs> Maybe I could just, you know, go by and shoot him because obviously your grenades aren't working out. <laughs> well, you, you may be happy to know that your podcasting cousin, uh, Alan Porter, also here on the uh, Honor Majesty's Secret podcast show. Um, he belongs to a uh, I can't remember the exact name of it, some sort of an Ian Fleming, James Bond preservation society. And one of the big things they do is they preserve the vehicles that have appeared in James Bond movies oh. and keep them in really good shape. And and he's, he's actually seen and worked on that helicopter. It's oh. part of their collection. Dang. So, yeah, that's our podcasting cousin, Alan. Hello, Alan. <laughs> Hello, Alan. Was that the same helicopter that got in the accident during the filming of the show? Of the movie? Ah, that's a good, that's a question we're going to have to throw to Alan. There, there was, yeah, this is back where men were men, by the way, fellas, there was a, and when they were scouting, I think, locations, a helicopter accident, they crashed into the water. And it was the pilot, obviously. And I think Terrence Young, the director. Yeah, Terrence yeah, the there. director and the art director and the art director. They crashed into like the ocean or like a lake. It was a body of water and they survived and they started filming the next day. <laughs> I, it, they started filming that day. They, like, yeah, they're like, like the, the manliest of men. <laughs> yep. Because like, he's like, hey, we got a shooting schedule to keep. And he was like still bleeding because they, they had to because they were actually submerged. Yeah. And they had to get out of the helicopter. And the guy that played, um, I forget the, the character's name, but the, the dude that, that originally had the knife in the foot, the big. All right. Yeah, suckish yeah. Russian guy. Uh, he and somebody else like had to jump in to rescue him. And they had like I, I saw a still photo of um, Terrence Young actually directing the scene, and somebody's like wrapping his uh, bandage around his leg because he because he cut his leg coming out of the breaking out of the helicopter. Good, Good grief! I know, man. Back when men were men, I'd been like, we're taking a week off, boys. Mister, <laughs> you know, we, we sure could use a man like Herbert Hoover again. Jokes, jokes by Pat for Pat. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 Pat, I got you. Yeah, all in the, the family. There you go. <laughs> well, right. well done, team. <laughs> Thank you, Delvin. Those were the days. Wow, we are what going way back. <laughs> Get us back on track, uh, Jared. All right. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I, we're I on got Pat. a few more things. Another thing is once they get to the boat and they're they're driving around in the boat, Bond, you know, takes it upon himself to wear the captain's hat in the boat. Yeah, I always thought it was weird too. And he had it on before they even yeah. got in the boat. I uh, know, yeah. He must have, I think he, he got the captain's hat before he got the keys to yeah. the boat. He had his priorities in order. <laughs> you know that mattered to him too. You know that did. You don't get this hat. <laughs> this is my hat. I got the rifle, I get the hat. <laughs> It's the Chicago way. Uh, yeah. And then going to the the final fight between him and what, what was her name? The Clem. Yeah. Rosa Clem. Clem. Boy, I wish she didn't have such short feet. She would have been able to kick him. 
a lot better than him <laughs> holding. You would have got that poison. Yeah, uh, him holding her off with just a, a chair, <laughs> like a lion. Well, he had to keep her at a distance. No, man. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, and then cool. she's just kicking with <laughs> her little But the feet. thing is, is it, I'm kicking you. I'm yeah, kicking it's, you. it's like, it's like if. Your, you know, your youngest son tried to attack me. I could just reach my hand out, and he's just like swinging and not even coming close. That's that. That's what it's like. It's like you know, football. I always wondered, like, like she shows the knife and the yeah. I always wonder, like, she 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 pops a little knife out. He like he pieces the puzzle together pretty quick, and he grabs the chair. And I'm always I'm always like, she weighs like eighty pounds. Why does he just clobber her ass with that chair? (laughs) Fight over. Or or there there's there's the part where like Bond had the gun and then Clint like surprised him and was like okay get rid of the gun and she grabs the gun and throws the gun like eight inches away from Bond. Damn, <laughs> Bond could have just dove and grabbed the gun and still shot yeah. her. Anyway, it was it was a fun time. Uh, and then I'm gonna just end with my double O player. Oh, double O player, and he slept with a lot. Well, this and this is the movie where he got a double double point bonus. I do believe. <laughs> Does anybody want to take a guess on what I thought? I think he was about four. Uh, he's a he's four, kind four of, kind pops of in my head. Yeah, yeah four pops in my head. Four. Okay. I have from the beginning. We have Sylvia. Mrs. Trench. is back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Lunch. Uh, second, he well again flirts with Money Penny. Stop counting count. Money Penny. It does not count. It, it does count as <laughs> he's flirting. It's whether he not. It does not. He's still <laughs> all right. Man, if I if if being a player was like if all you had to do was flirt yeah. and not score, I'd be a player. Yeah, so, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd be giving Bond a run for his money if you counted every time I was shot down. So he's and if, yeah, if, if we can if we can you know not establish anything else on this podcast is that Jason is not a player. <laughs> no argument yeah. here. <laughs> then it goes to the two gypsy girls. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the lucky bastard. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> and then the other is Tatiana. For that, I got yeah, like three times. Bastard. Oh, you kept up with the amount of yeah. times. Oh, yeah, that's goodness. what I'm counting is who he's with well, and how many times he's. <laughs> I guess. I mean, so that's I why think, he, yeah, I think it was he... like three times on the train, man. I mean, <laughs> it was a long train ride. She could yeah, not that... get enough, man. She said on that. Remember, this is one of my favorite parts of any Bond movie, by the way. Remember when he's recording her and she's like, oh, James, will you make love to me back in England? He's like, yes, yes, stay our night. Please go on. <laughs> and then she <laughs> then she goes, am I as exciting as those Western girls? And he goes, well, one time, Im and I were in, in Tokyo. In Tokyo. And back in the office, Im stops the recording and goes, that'll be all this money, money. That'll be all. <laughs> he sends my penny out of the office. That's funny. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, I know what's coming on this story. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes immediately, turns on the intercom so she can hear the rest of the story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, seeing him do that, uh, still one of my favorite parts in any Bond movie. That, that'll be all in this money, money. <laughs> then she goes back and listens in anyway. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I, got, I think yeah. overall, four ladies. He got to see Tr- Sylvia again, and uh, he had his uh, his two-for-one special, The Gypsy Camp. <laughs> and, uh, of course, hey, Tatiana. Hey, guys, I wanted to add one one other thing. Um, and it was the like that prelude to the train fight. Where, where where Bond like this is the second movie in a row where Bond has done something that if he were like you know a real life spy he would be deader than Disco even though Disco hadn't been invented yet at the time I digress <laughs> but like 
he he had he had Grant dead to rights. Like, yep, I got you. Like, I'm not falling for any of your crap. And then Grant's like, well, hold on a second. Let me sell you my Amway plan here. Oh. <laughs> do do go on, Grant. Oh, it was a smash. Yeah, then he, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, come kneel right beside me. How did me. he fall for that? Yeah. How in the heck did he fall for that? That was, to me, that was like, come on. I, he, well, he I, I think he actually believed Grant at that point. I, I think he was he was right. suspicious. I he, he was on edge because his plan was falling apart, but everything that Grant did checked out. And at that scene when they were in the car, he was really suspicious because he knew the that Grant had drugged Romanova. But his when he said, "Hey, my you know my extraction plan's only for one," you know, I, I think Bond actually believed him. I don't know. What do you think, Jared? I completely agree. Yeah, he 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 was suspicious. Uh, again, because everything was going weird, but uh, well, yeah, everything Grant said checked out. He was still leery, but he was—he knew the sign and the counter sign. He's playing his role pretty well, uh, but yeah, he—he was—he—he—he he, he gave him just a little too much leeway, which is what the other fellows are saying, and I don't disagree. But yeah, he—he—he he, he trusted him, but it was uh, misplaced. Yeah, I would have been. I would have. Okay. Yeah, he went through the briefcase and everything. You know, just. There was nothing there, I think, that, that, that to convince Bond he was a bad guy until Because, yeah, because Grant, Grant had killed Nash at the previous train station and taken his spot, mm-hmm. his place. So Bond was still operating under the, under the suspicion that this was actually Nash. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. But I, to so, me, I would I, be suspicious of some guy that kept saying, old chap. <laughs> it was old, old man. man. Yeah, old, old man. man. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Yeah, he kept calling him old man. It's like, dang, like <laughs> it's British British slang. It's just British slang. I thought uh, he was just kind of like insulting him, kind of like saying that like, you know he's a little bit outdated yeah. or whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. It was it's actual like British slang, and it was it's kind of like how to explain this. Like it was like it, it was kind of like outdated British slang. It's not something that Bond would use. That was kind of one of the things that was making him suspicious is that Nash was using this very, the quote unquote Nash, which was actually Grant was using this, this British slang. It was almost like he was trying yeah, too hard, was, you know, like, Hey, fellow kids, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's like if you, you were trying to be a Russian and you overused comrade. Comrade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it's a little nuanced. Definitely. I see what you mean, Tovarish. Tovarish. <laughs> uh, is that all for you then, Pat? That's it for me. All right. I'm going to have two quick things for <laughs> old, man. old man. Yeah, that's it for Buddy, me, old man. Pal. Thanks, chief. <laughs> Thanks, boss man. <laughs> I'm going to two things before I throw it back to Jason. Just two things that I just adore about this movie that I find slightly humorous. Uh, one, I think every job interview you ever go to should include a brass knuckles punch in the stomach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that to me is hilarious. She was like, Hit you, you in the tummy feathers. Yeah, went right to the tummy feathers. Mm. And she was like, he's good. I'm like, all right. I think that that should happen. I think, you know, you should be like, you know, all right, Mr. Albrecht, where do you see yourself in five what? years? Well, frankly, I, what's with the breast? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I think it didn't hurt as much because he was oiled up. So the lubricant on the skin probably slid <laughs> right just a little bit. He was lubed up. Robert Shaw was in some pretty good shape there. I mean, you got you to gotta figure he's only, what, uh, 63, 14. You look very fit, Nash. 13 years away from filming jaws you know if, if for those of you who are keeping score at home the same guy who played uh quint in jaws 
So yeah, he's uh, he was looking very fit back here in for much of the love time. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll add he kind of came across as um, very anti Bond, like kind of like yeah. Russell's secret agent. I think, and I'm going way back because it's been a long time, but I think that's a throwback to the novels. I think Grant had actually been part of like British intelligence, and he was like booted out. And that's why how he got picked up by Spectre. Oh, okay. I think he had a jealousy of Bond because of that. And people can comment in on the on the Twitters and the Facebooks or whatever, and let me know on that. But that's the vague bell I had ringing when I was well, noticing that. Well, you bring that up. I mean, that's a uh, just that whole opening scene. It's like, wow, you, you guys must really hate Bond to have some guy wear a mask and then go chase him down. <laughs> And then have a bunch of people how much, watching. How much time did you spend making yeah. that mask? It looked incredible. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and my God, did that dude draw the short straw or what? Like, I don't, I don't want to play. I'm, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's no, going no, to Garrett. Put the mask on. You'll be fine. <laughs> they had to uh, recast that guy, by the way, and shoot that scene over again. Because when they originally did it with the guy they cast and they took the mask off, he looked too much like Connery. And people were like, what is this inception? What, like, what's going on? So they recast the guy with a mustache so that they could clearly tell it wasn't Connery when the Connery mask came off. Interesting. Uh, I hope I'm not stepping on Jason's tree. Speaking of which, Jason, bring us home with your veteran Bond thoughts on From Russia's Love. Okay, so I'm going to try to keep this one short so you guys don't make fun of me again. So <laughs> I'm just going to focus on the train fight scene. Uh, from Russia with Love, which I, I still think is one of the better fight scenes that uh, was filmed in the Bond franchise, or any franchise, really, uh, for that matter. Including and, the women? And I think... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that was, that's a whole different category. All right, all right. That was also a good fight scene, man. That, was, <laughs> that looked legit. Like, they yeah. just turned those two loose on each other. But uh, I, I think it's important, because this is another... This is another kind of part of the formula... Uh, for the Bond franchise that built upon Dr. No. And I'm just going back to a comment that Delvin made during our Dr. No segment where he was a little bit uh, underwhelmed, shall we say, by the, the fight scenes in that movie. And when you look at that compared from Russia with Love, there are two things I think that they did that were kind of interesting. And one was with Peter Hunt, the, the editing, uh, the guy in charge of the editing of that scene. They used, uh, I think they said that they used two steady cams and one hand cam in that car. And they filmed that fight scene. And it took them, I think, like two weeks to, to film everything. And then the way he edited it together and he mixed it with the sound. If you go back and you watch it, the fight starts, and at some point in time, you hear the the glass breaking from, uh, I think it's the bullet shatters the, the window. And then you start to hear the wind rushing in, and then it gets a little bit louder. You hear the brakes on the um, on the train. So, so the sound adds to the tension of the fight. And just the way he edited it together and mixed and mixed in the sound, I thought was was brilliant. And Jared indicated earlier on too that this was um, this almost got him again another R rating because of the the fight scene was so edgy and so visceral that it brought it right up to the edge of uh, what we would call uh, in our R rating back in the day. And that's that's going to be a hallmark of the Bond films to come so that's just kind of i just wanted to throw that in there i think everything that you guys said was pretty spot on the pacing was a little 
uh, slow in some parts. I, I agree, but uh, but overall, I think we we saw with the opening sequence and and this new kind of style of editing for the fight scenes, and and then also the introdu- the introduction of Des- Desmond Llewellyn as Q, uh, the the Bond gadgets. We're starting to see more of the Bond formula. Uh, which we'll we'll continue with our our next film, uh, Goldfinger. So I'll just wrap it up and say and give you guys my three did you know uh, segments here. So I'll get you some Bond knowledge bombs here. So number one in the original story, uh, the Russians were the villains, uh, but in from Russia with Love the movie, uh, this was produced during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And the decision was made to have a fictional villain, uh, Spectre, in light of the tense uh, atmosphere at the time. So they didn't want to provoke any more tension with Russia. So that's how Spectre kind of got center stage as the villain here. Also, Pedro Armendariz was um, diagnosed with inoperable cancer during the filming. That's kind of dark, but I think it's an important legacy from Russia with love. But Which character did he play? uh, Karen Bay. Okay, cool. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. So he was a Mexican actor, actually. And at his request, uh, uh, they, they found out that he had cancer like early on in, in, the, in the shooting. And there was discussion of replacing him because his, his cancer had progressed so, so fast that he didn't have a lot of time. And uh, so there was discussion of replacing him. But uh, at his request... They kept him on, and they even changed the production schedule so that they could film all of his scenes first. Uh, during the filming, he was in great pain, and they talk about, if you watch the behind-the-scenes, they had to literally prop him up on some, some of these scenes. Uh, he was able to pull off a brilliant performance, obviously a uh, total professional. Unfortunately, he passed away uh, shortly thereafter, like while the film was still in production. So it, it left a really heavy pall over the over the rest of the shoot. Uh, but it was important to him because he was able to receive his payment for his contributions to the film, which he, he left all to his wife. And number three, uh, filming the scenes in downtown Istanbul. Uh, those were exceptionally difficult because um, the public was so fascinated with all the actors that they, they were always gathering around to see what was going on. And at that, at the shot in Istanbul, just before they get on the train, Terrence Young couldn't, couldn't get the shot because there were so many people there. Uh, so he instructed his stunt crew to go make a diversion. So one of the stuntmen went across, like went up the block and then hung off of a, a balcony off of a building uh, way up high and started calling for help. Uh, so when the crowd rushed off to see what was happening, Terrence Young uh, was able to film the scene. Wow. <laughs> so those are, those are three uh, bond bombs that I thought I'd drop on you guys. And that's all I got. I'll throw it back to you, Jerry. This, this may, um, this may uh, make you feel a little better, but it may steal a trivia note from Jason when we get to license to kill. But, uh, Pedro's uh, son uh, will appear as a character in License to Kill. So even though uh, he did go through all that, unfortunately, and died shortly after filming, uh, his son got to carry on the Bond legacy, and he was in License to Kill. So cool stuff. I, I did like Karen Bay. Yeah. I thought he was a, a very – Everybody cool. loves Karen Bay. Man. Oh, so I cool. love him. Yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he was a player too. He was cool. Like that scene where that beautiful woman was throwing himself at him. He was like, yeah. <laughs> back to, yeah. Back <laughs> back to, to the, the salt, salt mines. mines. 
<laughs> like, yeah, gotta go take one for the team, you know. But yeah, with with them casting his son in License to Kill, it really goes back to show that this is something that just isn't in films anymore. But the the broccoli productions from here all the way in, even somewhat into the modern Bonds, it is a family thing. Like once you're part of the Bond family, regardless of whether you're on screen or off crew, you're part of the family. It was not uncommon for Cubby Broccoli to make giant spaghetti lunches for everybody to eat while they're on set. They wouldn't have like catered food come in. He'd cook for everyone. Um, so it was a really cool thing that, that you just don't see that in movies uh, hardly ever. Uh, so, yeah, it's a really neat, neat thing in the Bond films. It's an absolute family that makes these things. Yeah, I just couldn't imagine like today on a modern set like them just rearranging the shooting schedule because it costs them time and it costs them money to do that. But, you know, like you said, it's a, it was part of the Bond family and, and, and they weren't going to let, you know, they, they were going to honor Pedro's request. And, and I think he rewarded them with a stunning performance, particularly, you know, uh, understanding what he was going through at that time. Definitely. Well, very cool. Uh, let's see. According to my script, Jason, all you have left to do is get some scores from these guys. So, all right, boys. So it's it's martini time. As usual, the score of one to seven. How many uh, martinis will you give this film, Delvin? Uh, what is the scale? One to 007 martinis. And do you remember what I said for Dr. No? Five. Five. Okay. One other question. I'm full of questions now. Uh, <laughs> is I mean... Can I can I go half seas? Can I go half seas on a martini? <laughs> if you want to punk out, you go with a half seas. <laughs> okay, I can. I, can I don't know. Does I'm does, a, does a, Bond go half seas when he's on a mission? <laughs> <laughs> but Bond might not. But I'm a new agent, you know. <laughs> Similac on the breath, you know. So <laughs> quite new. So I'm giving this uh, four and a half martinis. I did not think it was that far. Um, behind Dr. Node. Really, the only uh, issue that I had overall was uh, the pacing of it. Other than that, I really didn't have any um, any problems. And I, I love the uh, additions uh, that y'all gave uh, just to give the movie a little bit of flourish because th- that actually helped me out with um, liking and appreciating Dr. No a little bit better, the knowledge that uh, you, Jason, and you, Jared, both gave about the movie. Uh, and it bumped my rating up for that. And it did the exact same thing here uh, to where I would have been like maybe four. Um, I want to bump it up a little bit more, but stay consistent with what I thought about the movie overall as compared to Dr. No. So there four and a half. All right. 4.5 martinis. I can respect that. Thank you, Delvin. So, Pat, how many martinis for you, good sir? Well, I'm going to – Yeah, I'm not like Delvin. I think I'm going to – I'm not going to go half seas. I'm going to finish the drink. <laughs> you know, you, you're going to order it. You're going to pay for it. You're going to. You got to finish it. I'm going to try. What? I'm not going to. Some of us can afford to leave it. How about that? Some man? of us can <laughs> handle it. Or, you know. Oh my goodness! What is this oh. show? <laughs> Spoken like a true alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give it five. I I enjoyed this movie. I liked the continuing story that it brought. Um, I like the acting. Very well played actors this time around. They didn't really seem kind of fakey like Dr. No was a little bit. They're finding their ground here. You can see things building. Really enjoyed it. I like the story. There wasn't a lot of, there was some action, but it wasn't, 
I just like the espionage part of it. That That's what caught me, just the cat and mouse games that were being played. Cool, cool. All right, well, we've got the scores. Four and a half from Delvin, a full five from Pat. Back to you, Jared. All right, thank you. It's not in my script, but I just want to go on record to say, as far as the lovely ladies of Bond go, by the way, Tatiana Romanova holds my number one spot. Mine as well. <laughs> She was a knockout. Like, she's, I mean, just as soon as she hit the screen, like, wow. <laughs> wow. She's actually Italian, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and still looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Now we're going to get weird letters. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you ask me, yes. <laughs> In this segment of the show, <laughs> Jason backslides. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Talking about Italian. She does still look good if you've seen her on interviews and stuff. <laughs> I'm going to play the role of Alex Trebek. What did I just say? (laughs) I think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Now it's time to crown this episode's Double O Award winner. Pat and Delvin will do this by answering a series of trivia questions on From Russia With Love. But before we do that, let's take a quick break and thank our Patreon sponsors. White Rocket Entertainment. So, a big thank you goes out to Nicholas Cottrell, Joseph Fine, Christopher Burleson, Samuel Salvatore, Neil Dyer, Phil Amthor of WeHaveDonuts.com, Steve Trawick, Richard Stevens, Justin Bean, David Evers, Tom Anderson, Timothy, Dan Thompson, Wes Atkinson, Steve Harlan, Richard Stevens, Andrew Barber, Gerard Alberich, Rich Reimer, Bill Matthews, Chris Usher, Will Summerford, Summerford, sorry, Will, John McCune, Catherine England, David Simpson, Josh Teal, Mike Finley, Randall Walker, C.T. Wayne, Earl Ricks, War Eagle Earl, Dave Powell, Michael Kirshner, Mick Vigicana, Chris Thrash, Logan Chilton, George Gaston, Tony Perry, Alex Gwynn, Clay Henson, J.W. Rice, Wardam Wade, David Medinus, Mark Squire, Joey Miller, Matthew Wagstaff, Russell Milling, Rob Morgan, Stephen Schuster, James Taylor, John Stubbs, Kenneth Brent Rains, Brant Ramble, Nicholas Craig, plus our one-time and anonymous donors. Whew, our list keeps getting longer, and we really appreciate that, folks. If you'd like to help keep bullets in our PPK, you too can help sponsor the show over at Patreon.com. Just search for the keyword Plexico, P-L-E-X-I-C-O, and you can give as little as a dollar a month to help keep gas in our Aston Martin DB5. And like those other folks whose names you just heard, you'll get a shout-out on all episodes of every White Rocket Entertainment show, including this one. As a Patreon, you'll also get bonus material and behind-the-scenes information on all White Rocket endeavors, including our novels, comic books, and more. Okay, let's find out who this mission's Trivia Double O Award winner is going to be so he can lord it over the other guy until the next episode. Jared and I have each prepared three questions for a total of six. We'll take turns asking each of our contestants a question. You get it right, that's one point. You get it wrong, your opponent has an opportunity for a steal. Most points get you the coveted Double O Award, a laser watch from Q, and a date with Miss Moneypenny. While supplies last, not available in all areas. Let's start the segment we like to call Agents Under Fire. Well, I understand Double O's have a very short life expectancy. All right, I think we've decided that I'm kicking off first question, and I'm going to be Pat's. I think Pat's going first round. Agent Pat, are you prepared for this mission? Ready as I can be. All right, Agent Pat, first question goes to you. Name four items found within 007's attache case. 
a knife. Yes. I want to say like a some kind of a, a bomb or a smoke or yep. uh, yeah, I'll give you that. The talcum powder. Very good. Bullets. Yes. And the the money. Correct. Fifty gold sovereigns. I even gave you leeway in case you forgot one, because most people forget there was a fold-up rifle in there, too. But oh. you did good. You did good. All right. And remember, these get harder as they go, so don't get too comfortable in these first-round questions, boys. Over to you, Jason. All right, Delvin. Your question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> settle down. Settle down. <laughs> what does 007 write on the photo of Tatiana before he hands it to Miss Moneypenny? Come on. <laughs> Did I complain about your question? No. <laughs> These guys always start infighting. During That's right. That's right. <laughs> we're vying for a spot here, aren't we? We're, well, just we're just remember, just, I, I was a peaceful agent, and he came at me with the whole line about like not being able to handle my martinis. <laughs> you know, we've gone out after, you know, we've done our practices and all that, Delvin, and well, you know, like maybe like I was halfway through my martini and, you know, I actually was going to go home with the girl. Oh, OK. Well, you're, that's, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. You know, but you would consider it a success if you just talk to her. I don't know. I don't say it's a success. The uh, answer to your question, Jason, is from Russia with love. Very good, sir. Very good. Play back to you, Pat. Pat. See what I did there? <laughs> it's so funny, Pat. How'd you do it? Did you make that up? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I, just, uh, I just made that up. Well done, Pat. All right, Pat, questions are getting harder. What was the fake surname that Bond and Tatiana traveled under when they were on the train? I believe their names were David and Sophia Smithers. It's a good try. Smithers. But, but Delvin gets a chance for a steal. Oh. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> it was like a three-syllable t- name, like oh, Mortimer oh. or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right about three syllables. Yeah, I can't remember it. Can I Can I say it? But I won't say anything. <laughs> All right. The, the question is officially off the board. No points, but you can redeem yourself in our eyes. Go ahead. David and Caroline Somerset. Very good. Very Somerset. good. Very good. Nice. Where did you come up with it before, Pat? Uh, Smithers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is going to Delvin. What does huh? Grant? <laughs> what does Grant demand 007 do before he'll put Bond out of his misery? He wanted him to um, kiss his shoe. Or will we accept that? His boot. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. He All right. Kiss, kiss my foot. <laughs> the first kiss one won't kill foot. you. Nor the second. Not even the third. Not until you crawl over here and kiss my foot. That was just... <laughs> old man. <spiteful. laughs> and he called him an old man. All right. Delvin is up. Two to one. Come on, Pat. Mm-hmm. This is where you make the big comeback. And this is the third round. Has the hardest question. So, what movie poster ah. did the rush? <laughs> <laughs> well, well. What movie poster did the Russian assassin climb out of before Karen Bay shot him? Ooh, Ooh. God. Oh, boy. That is 
Oh, that's tough. That is a tough one. Oh, While you're thinking, I'll let you know that this has got they, a lady on it. That's right. <laughs> and uh, the mouth is just the right size. <laughs> well, for uh, me, then. she should have kept her mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh man. What were you gonna say, Jared? Well, well. Oh, um, it, the movie poster was originally something else, and they redid it because um, the name of the movie, which I will not speak right now, uh, is also uh, was also one of their productions. Yeah, so they, yeah. They changed yeah, it so right. they could basically self-advertise for another movie they were making. <laughs> uh, and and I've got, got I've got to tell you, Jared, because I I like I I I was, I I know what part of it is, but I could never read that last mm. word. So. Of the movie poster, oh, yeah, it's got Bob Bob Hope's in it, right? Oh man, yeah, he's yeah, got man. Bob Hope. Oh, uh, um, I'm picturing in my mind now. Hold on, I got the girl, I got her face, got her mouth. Solve the words, Bob Hope over there. That's good. Call me something. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that's the word that's hard and is obscured. Yeah, uh, yeah, I couldn't read what it what it said. Uh, I don't know. I'm. It's, it's I, call I'd, me I'd, I'd something. Gi- I, I, I'd give it to him, Jerry. Call me the B. I'll tell you what we'll do. If Delvin knows what the last word of the title is, he can have it. I if don't. he doesn't, if he doesn't know, we'll let Pat have it. I don't. Pat can have it. It's called Call Me Buana. Buana. Call yeah, yeah, me Buana. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's, <laughs> it looked like it started with a B, but I couldn't get past. That. Yeah, it's, I noticed it myself that it's really hard to see in the film, so we'll give him a point. But that means Delvin gets the last question, so this could be his nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. The nail in the coffin. Uh, All he's, right, he's got a decent shot at this. And I think I think I actually know the answer to this one, but only because <laughs> I listen to the James Bond radio guys, <laughs> and they know everything about Bond. Good God, those guys, nerds. Um, <laughs> How long did it take Grant to kill fake 007 at the beginning? And because it's tough, we're going to give you a 15 second leeway in either direction. I Jason, who's, Jason I whose it. turn is it? That's your question. It's Pat. your Delvin. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Delvin. Once again, how long did it take Grant to kill the fake 007 at the beginning of the movie? And we'll give you 15 seconds leeway in either direction. For the 15-second leeway, I will say one minute, 45 seconds. (laughs) Can can I counter that? Can I counter it? (laughs) (laughs) This is not your question. Stay out of the stat. Stay out. (laughs) It'll only take me a minute and 52 seconds to do it. Oh. Oh, Pat knows the exact number, but but that technically got his question correct. So in the thinnest of margins, congratulations to Delvin. Hooray! Hooray for me! But I am proud of you for knowing that, Pat. I'm proud of you. I I wrote that down. It was my first thing in the notes, and I was saving it. (laughs) I figured that would be a question. Well, we could just just call you Buana. Oh! You win this time, Mr. Dark Web. I will be back. <laughs> well, congratulations to Delvin. Be sure to do the right and proper thing and lord this victory over Pat until you meet again in the field next episode. You want it. You keep it, old buddy. Now for our final segment of the show entitled Return Fire. 
During the return fire, our rookie agents, Pat and Delvin, will toss Jason and I a trivia question they brought with them in an attempt to stump the double O experts. So let's get going with return fire. This never happened to the other fellow. All right, Delvin's about to ask us his trivia question. I'm from Russia with love. Okay, so I, I was noticing uh, during the uh, opening credits, it kind of led off with uh, just the general Bond theme song, right? Kind of. Kind of. So, I, I mean, I know in the later movies, they have whomever they picked, and they style the opening credits around mm-hmm. that song. Right, right. When's the first movie that they did that? Goldfinger. The next well, one. That wasn't very hard at all, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting for the actual question. Was that it? <laughs> Goldfinger, Shirley Bassey. Next movie. Yep. Yeah, this one. You know, they consider "From Rush with Love" by Matt Monroe to be the theme, but it doesn't play until the end. Right. Uh, so yeah, I actually really like the theme that they play. Uh, over the uh, the the credits, the opening credits in this one, which is sort of an instrumental version from Rush with Love with some original Bond flair. It's pretty cool. One of my favorite John Barry's is, is songs is just called 007, and it appears in a lot of the Bond movies, and it's a really good little tune. Is that the one? Dun, dun, yep. Dun, that's dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, that's, that's my jam right there. It's a good one. So... Uh, Delvin tossed us a softball and we crushed it. So <laughs> over to you, Pat. All right. For my question, gentlemen, it is this. What city was James Bond to meet up with Nash and what station does Nash work for? What? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> was it Station H? Uh, that sounds good to me. I know it's a letter. <laughs> <laughs> is that your answer? Is that your final answer? And, and then, then I'm trying to think, was it Tri- Trieste? Trieste sounds good to me. Trieste Station H. It is Zagreb and Station Zagreb. Y. Zagreb. Oh, and Station Y. We lost uh, the whole boy. Oh, my gosh. Why? Uh, because you both suck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> boy. He Nolan Ryan us with that pitch. Hey, it's Pat. <laughs> Revan Station Y, I won't forget it anytime soon, I'll tell you that. I much, want but. you both to hand in your, your agent <laughs> cards, please. Holy cow, that was... I sh- we should have got the Zagreb, because there was like the sign will... and everything. Like, <laughs> now that I think about it, because it like showed the sign and it's like centered in the window and everything. Oh, yep, you got us, Pat. You got us. Oh, man. Riddled with bullets. Straight shot there, boys. I'm a straight shot. Straight shooter. You are a straight shooter. All right, Jason. You have one thing left to do. And you can-, can, I, can, I, can I get a redo on that question? I want a redo. Can I get a redo? Sure. Give, do, throw us another question. Well, Jason, look up the script. I found it. I found it. All right. Nicely done, guys. This will bring us to a close on this episode of MI6 Rookie Agents. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this crew and want to hear more from them, but in the realm of comic books, check out The Long Box Crusade. Pat, where can that be found? Well, that can be found on longboxcrusade.com, at longboxcrusade on the Facebook, and at longboxcrusade on the Twitter. Cool. Thanks to the fellows for taking on yet another dangerous mission. And thanks to listeners who tuned in. If you'd like to leave a question or a comment on this or any of the other episodes, feel free to contact any 
of us directly on Facebook or Twitter. My contact info is at Yard Sale Artist on Twitter, and I'm also Yard Sale Artist on Facebook. Jason? You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason.Albrick on Instagram or Jason Albrick on Facebook. Now it's the pack. Oh, you don't have a script. Uh, ah. <laughs> This is Pat. You can find me on Twitter, hanging out at Longbox Crusade, or you can personally look me up. I'm under now Christatos at Christatos on the Twitter. Uh, otherwise, on Facebook, you can look me up as well as Pat Sampson there. Delvin, how about you? Well, you can find me on uh, Bond at OldMan.com. No. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter as well, D-E-E underscore R-A-Y at 1977. And yeah, I'm usually talking comic books um, uh, or politics, so get me away from that and talk to me about Bond or comics or something. I'll be more than happy to talk about that. Awesome. Well, we hope to hear from anybody who would like to write us anytime soon because we're lonely. All right. The next episode of MI6 Rookie Agents will feature Goldfinger. Wow, wow, wow. Ah, dynamite drop-ins. <laughs> I love and, uh, it. And remember, as always, on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, we'll return. Thank you, Miss Money Penny. That's all. That's all. Hey, everybody. Oh, I know that tune. From Russia. Russia with love. What floor are you going I to, sir? Fly. I fly. What? what am I? I said, what floor are you going to, sir? Sounds like elevator music. <laughs> going down. <laughs> I'm gonna go grab a refill on my drink real quick. That text makes me thirsty. I'll be right back. We'll get started. You guys talk about making me thirsty. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna go get some water real quick too. So, Jason and Pat, you talk about me and Jerry. Well, if you guys are getting water, I'm gonna get water. Pat, just okay. talk to yourself. I'm talking to myself. Just talking to myself. I am singing, just talking to myself, because I like to talk to myself.
I like to talk a lot because my name is Jared. I like to talk and talk and talk because I talk. And then I talk some more. And then I talk about the people I know who I really don't. And I make up <laughs> people I know. <laughs> Shut up, Pat. <laughs> Man, I love Captain Crunch. And, and that's I, that's why I don't buy it. I can't be. I'm 47 <laughs> years old. I can't be eating all that Captain Crunch. So I, you know, so I don't buy it and, and keep it in the house because I'll, I'll eat the hell out of that box. Captain so, Crunch is delicious. It's yeah. Great. So, so I go to Jared's house. There's Captain Crunch, man. <laughs> That's like having like- a six. Throwing a six pack in front of an alcoholic, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because that's how I do my diabetes life. Like I want donuts, but I'm like I refuse to buy donuts. So oh no! I find yeah. a place where there's free donuts. I'm like, oh, this is God's will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. Same way, man. Donut day at work. Hey, oh, I'm man. sorry. Don't put them in front of me if I'm not supposed to have them. It's <laughs> on you, Lord. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever be a Green Lantern because my will is not, <laughs> not, not very strong. <laughs> In brightest day and darkest donut. <laughs> Speaking of the show, who's ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> Which one are we are we doing the Crusader Chronicles 2 or read my post? He doesn't need text. He doesn't read them. Damn it. Uh, you guys like text like there's like a war and peace amount of freaking dialogue between text, so something got buried. You need to flag something if it's important. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> so sorry we are interrupting your busy life, Jason. I got things, man. Sitting I'm around a busy man. Eating com- reading comic books and eating Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have things. You, know, you are you know, not unfortunately, that's not, not wrong. I'm sitting here with my comic books and my, my underwear with my comic books and, and a cup of coffee. I don't have any Captain Crunch. We've already hey, covered man. that. If I had I would. some, I'd be eating it. I got up this morning and was like, I'm going to get my fitness in today. 26 effing degrees outside. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, Pat. I know you don't want to hear it. But, man, for Alabama, that's rough. <laughs> that's oh, rough. my goodness. That's rough for most try, people. Nobody lives in the Midwest. It's like Pat yeah. and his family and, like, try cha- try Paul cha- Ryan. Try changing a flat tire in, like, 10 below. Nah. <laughs> Man, I just bought a new car. <laughs> <laughs> just burn it. Over Ooh, 20 degrees. It's cold out here. Man up. <laughs> oh, okay. So we got time for at least two more Jason stories. Oh, I got it. We got I've time got for to Jason to uh, give his long explanation of his thoughts on the show. <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote it down this time, man. I wrote it down so that we are I, the we are the toughest audience, we man, because we love. <laughs> I have pared it down to a meager 5,000 words. In chapter one, each word is three <laughs> syllables. You know what? But you give you guys are giving me a complex. I was writing those notes out. I was like, oh, how much you should, time? Just do you, take? Jason. Just do you. Whatever. <laughs> just do you. It's part of the fun. They're going to make fun of me. Oh, actually, I screwed up. Edit that out, Pat. You got nothing better to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're all right. on the editor. Dan giving the editor crap. That's risky living. <laughs> Quick pause, just so you have one more thing to edit. I just got a text from Van. Okay, just now. Okay, just hit my breaking phone. news. I've listened. Breaking news. I've do listened. Do to do half- do 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 do. <laughs> I've listened to half the show so far via Dropbox. I'm loving it. 
the best part for me is hearing you have to play the role of me for a change. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, welcome to my life, boys. But he says he's loving it. Anyway, we were talking about... We're a hit, guys. uh, We're a hit. (laughs) We're going. We made it. We made it. He likes us. He likes us. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. According to my script, Jason, all you have left to do is get some scores from these guys. Martini scores, Jason. Martini scores. Hello? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. this is Jason. <laughs> Jason, did we lose him? Yeah. Sue, yeah. Sorry, uh, I was still I'm, on mute. I'm just eating my oh. Camden Crunch here. <laughs> All around the globe. <laughs> <laughs> it's Def Probe. How's it work, Pat? I want both Pat. of you. What? <laughs> what? So, it's like the Gypsy Girls. <laughs> so, Jared. This could take some time. Center yourself, Jason. All right. Own it. Feel it. Make them believe it. <laughs> Shut up. Damn it. We're out of shots off. <laughs> Hold on a second. We're holding on for Jason. Hold on a second. What happened to Jason? Hold on a second. <laughs> you know his cats have to maul him with every show, so I'm going with half <laughs> Hold on a second. Keep holding. Holding. Well, our editor is uh, pretty good, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. we we only we only sound like half asses instead of whole asses. <laughs> whole asses. And, asses. And, and that takes a lot of effort. And that's a wrap for this episode of Longbox Crusade Elseworlds. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you around the alternate dimensions in the future. Music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-99. You will not regret it.